What's up? Welcome to another Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago, and uh, I know what you're thinking. Tiago, it's Wednesday, not Tuesday. You are supposed to release this episode on Tuesday. I know. I am sorry. I I keep trying to do that, but I guess it's like an orga organizational problem for me. Because I told myself, Monday you are going to record it so that Tuesday you will have it. But then Monday I was busy doing other stuff and now it's already Tuesday night. And I'm here recording this. And you know what is the, the biggest problem here is that I normally, when I have two episodes to release in a week, I do Tuesday and Thursday. But now you are going to listen to this on Wednesday and then you will have another one on Thursday And I, I don't want to steal the, the thunder of the next episode because it's the interview with uh, Dagobert. Anyways, this week for sure I will release Dagobert's interview. And I know I told you that before and before. But this time I know for sure. How, you ask? Well, I already have it mostly done. Edited. Everything. I think you'll like it. It's, it's, it's a good one. Anyways, today's episode... It will be about new perspectives. Yeah, that's the topic of today's episode. This time, I really wrote down everything I want to talk. I have a storyline. It's going to be amazing. And I will cover some new projects I'm working on with João, the co-founder. And uh, the co-founder is now already considered the co-founder. Whatever I do, João is there. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going really to be a fun episode with new projects, so no talk about the community whatsoever, and uh, new perspectives in life. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. Okay, let's start this episode with this. Cold showers. For some of you, it rings a bell. For some of you, you'll be like, yes, cold showers, that's the thing. For others, it won't ring a bell. You'll be like, uh, no, it's winter, at least in this part of the hemisphere, which is, I'm in Portugal, so it's the northern hemisphere, it's winter. So no cold showers. What are you talking about? Well, let me tell you a story. As you know, I practice a martial art called Muay Thai which is a very intense martial art. Like, the training is really intense, for at least for someone like me. It's one hour and a half, where you start with a kind of high-intensity training, workout, abs, and push-ups, and burpees, and all of that for about 20 minutes. And then you do a bunch of exercises with, uh, with pads. You do kicks and punches and... I'm like already dying, but then in the end, you always have kind of a little bit of sparring, which is basically light fighting. So after a training, I'm always super beaten up and I really feel it for the next days. You know, I'm already 30, so I'm not like those uh, young guys or gals like you. I'm not young like you. And uh, I feel it. I really feel it. So... I would have my training on Tuesday, and then I would feel sore, and then on Thursday I was already I was still sore, 
I don't still go and do my training and then feel sore for the whole weekend. And then when I was almost better with all the soreness gone, I would have the training again. So I was always feeling sore. And granted, it gets better. So the more you train, uh, the less you feel it. But sometimes I just keep training for reasons, mostly indie hacking reasons. And if you skip it, it's worse. Like If you skip one week of training, which I always try to avoid, but if I do, then it's going to be so much harder. And I was really feeling these little pains, you know, little injuries or micro injuries. They were starting to pile up. For instance, my little finger from the left hand is kind of crooked. And I've told myself that I should go to the doctor. And I kind of feel a little bit pain. But, uh, and it's swollen too. <laughs> then my chin also hurts a lot. And my feet. And I was like, okay, this cannot go on like this, right? Because otherwise I won't be able to train. And I like training. It's good. Keeps me in shape. I like learning a new skill. It's really good. So then I had this idea. What if I would just take cold showers? I would come from my training and immerse myself in the cold of my shower. Because cold is supposed to be good. People would say, yeah, just put ice on it in your injuries. So, okay, let's try it. At first, I got to the bathtub, turned on the water, and it was so cold. It's, it's especially because now here is winter, right? And, and it's cold outside. And uh, when it's cold outside, you don't want to get into more cold, right? But I forced myself into it, and it was terrible. I, I really couldn't handle it well. Then I, I got out, and I felt good, actually. The warming up, when, when your body is actually warming up, it feels nice. You feel like a little bit, it's, it's pleasurous. You feel, you feel good. You feel relaxed, but at the same time energized. So I started thinking, maybe this is my new thing. Maybe I will just start having cold showers every day or after my training. I don't know. So it turns out that this is already a thing. Obviously, it's already a thing. There's a whole group of people that love the colds. And maybe you already heard of the Iceman. Um, his name is Wim, Wim Hof if I'm not mistaken. And this is this individual, this human being, that for some reason loves the cold. Really, really does love it. Just for you to understand, he climbed Mount Everest barefooted, only on his swimming trunks. Nothing on top, shirtless. And he does these crazy experiments where he immerses himself in ice for hours and is able to swim under cold ice. It's crazy. And the most crazy thing is it's, it's has actually been tested. Scientists had tested him with a battery of multiple tests and they kind of figured out that his body is special. Like the things he's able to do Everyone thought it was impossible. So obviously now everyone wants to do the same. He has this method, his own method, that also kind of um, has this, this breathing method, 
which I think is called hyperventilation. So you know when you when you try to breathe really hard, like you in, inhale like, and then exhale, and you do this for like twenty times. And the interesting thing is if, if you do that for 19 times, first of all, you'll get lightheaded. And second of all, you will uh, be able to hold your breath for a really long time, like without any effort, actually. I was doing that just for fun. I was, I was following it. And, and it can be dangerous, by the way. You can pa- pass out without even noticing. But... I was able to hold for like 90 seconds without even feeling it. It's crazy. Anyways, because of, I guess, this guy, a lot of people have tried this and there's already a lot of studies around it. And apparently it's it's good. It releases dopamine and it helps you energize. So there's a whole new benefits to it that I... I had no idea when I first started starting doing this was just because I wanted to reduce the inflammation, which to be honest, it's kind of working. Yeah, it is. I am feeling better. I don't feel as sore. Of course, this can also be the placebo effect, but yeah, I'm feeling better. So at least that part is fixed. My new routine, and I'm the kind of guy that... I didn't used to have a morning routine. My morning routine was basically get up and go to my laptop. But now, first thing I do when I wake up is I hop in the shower and super cold water. I just open the tap all the way for me to the right, super cold. And I have like a five minutes cold shower. And I have to say, when you just wake up, you really don't feel it. But then you do and you feel great. So I don't I don't know about the dopamine if I'm feeling because it says that can also help with depression and everything. I don't know about that. I do know a couple of things. First of all, it feels great afterwards, really. Like the it, it's the pleasure of like your your body warming up, it's really good. I feel more waken up, more aware. And um, it's it's a nice routine to start. Also, I feel less sore. But I will update you in maybe a few weeks to see if that's uh, true or not. But there's one interesting perspective, like new perspective that I was I was not counting on. I didn't know that this could be a consequence of these cold showers. Which is, when I'm doing this cold shower, like my mind is saying, don't do it. Don't do it. What's the point? You can just have a warm shower why are you doing this? You're just waking up. Makes no sense. But then I'm able to push this. And I say, no, I will do it. I control my mind. And then you hop in. And in the first seconds, it's terrible. It's really terrible. You just want to get out. You are gasping. But then it's, it just settles down. And you feel, okay, this is not so bad. I can do it. And then this thought comes to my head, which is, this is just cold. It's not cold enough that will actually harm me, right? It's from my shower. So it's not near zero or anything. It's probably like 15 degrees Celsius. And it's just cold. And it can, you can translate this to something in your life. You, you Suddenly, a lot of situations in your life start to become cold showers. 
like an awkward conversation or something you don't want to do. They are just cold showers. They are just something that is annoying, but it's not going to harm you. It's not going to kill you. You just have to do it. So, I don't know, because I'm, I'm doing this every day, I'm able to just, okay, hop in the shower, it helps me with my mental toughness. And if, I wanna, if you want a little bit of science, it's actually proven that if you put your body in a stress situation, because this is a stressful situation for your body, your body is saying, don't do this, I, I I like to have my 35 degrees Celsius, 36 degrees Celsius. You are putting 15. I need to make an effort to warm, warm you up or warm us up. Don't do it. So you are in this kind of controlled, stressful situation. Sometimes in our lives, we have a lot of uncontrolled, stressful situations, right? If you are have a crash or like some situation of, of high-intensity stress, you, that you cannot control the fully control the outcome and your brain kind of shuts down. But by doing this and forcefully putting yourself in these situations, it feels like when one of these situations really comes along, you are able to somehow keep it cool. <laughs> Pun intended or non-intended, I guess. I'm 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 no professional. This is something new, and as a creative person, I love just trying new things. And most likely, in in a month or so, I'll be out. I won't be doing this anymore. But it's just interesting. It's just interesting to to think about it this way. That more situations in your life are just a cold shower. There's just things that they are annoying, but they are not going to kill you. You just have to like be tough and and face it, and then the consequences will are mostly good. You'll get rid of awkward situation. You will uh, feel better afterwards. Just, just have to tough it out. And this is a new perspective. This is a new perspective I had this week, which it's something super accessible. Everyone can do it, right? If you have a shower, you don't even need to heat up the water. And these new perspectives go a little bit along with what's happening in my indie lifestyle. Because I am as well trying new perspectives. As you remember from last episode, I've told you that sometimes our projects drag us down quite a bit. It's a problem. And I believe this to be a key challenge for all indie hackers. We get too attached to a product. We think it will work and and we spend months and months and months doing something, but if it does not give you the success you want in the first months, probably you should just quit, stop, leave. So I told João in that conversation we had that you listened to it because it was recorded, that I wanted to stop the, the Indie Lottery, which I'm still doing some things related to the Indie Lottery, something that you might not expect. I'll tell you in the end of this episode. But now, João has been focused in his freelancing. And I, I kept telling him, you need to find people, like clients that are not Portuguese. Because the Portuguese mentality, it's in, in terms of work, it's really bad. I hate it. I hated it so much. And, in, and if you live in a poorer country, you might understand this mentality. Where having a job is like a gift. If your employer is giving you a job, you should pray and do whatever they want. 
that's kind of the mentality. So the salaries are really low. People do not feel good asking for more. The hours are crazy. And it's 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 not a good situation. And it's the same with the freelancing. Your clients mostly, you can have everything. Some people will be nice, but most of them will want to take as much as they can from you and pay as little as they can. So I told you how many times, just go abroad. You don't actually need to go physically, just find clients from abroad. And and he got a few clients because of the community, by the way. So here is a proof that the community actually worked. He got clients from abroad, from I think from Germany. So he's super happy with this. I have so many clients now. And I told him, Joel, put everything aside. Of course, I know that you won't put these new clients aside, but I need you to make time for some projects. And he's like, some projects? What does that mean? He's like, we are going to try a new project every week. And I think at this point, Joel kind of knows me already and knows me that I'm not, I'm not joking. But probably thinks, okay, this guy is crazy. Yeah, but that's what I want to do. That's what Thibaut did, by the way, from Tweet Hunter. And you'll hear the interview uh, soonish. But yeah, that's what he did. Try many things. Fast. See. And it's kind of the same approach when you're uh, in the startup world. The fail-fast approach. But normally they do it with a lot of money. We are just doing the same strategy, but as indie hackers. No money. Build something fast, quick cheap, see if it works. If it doesn't, kill it, do something else. So Joe and I were kind of brainstorming and we're like thinking about new ideas and the first problem that came to our mind. So, okay, before that, one thing I told Joe is, okay, this GPT-3, it's amazing. I've been trying that in the community and the possibilities are endless. They're re- it's really, really good. It can help a lot of industry. So let's try doing something with that. And he said, okay, what can we do? And I was thinking and we kind of realized or we stumbled upon a problem that John wants to fix, which is sales. He hates doing sales. Sales. And he's, it's a big problem for him because be, since he does not try to sell his freelancing services, he ends up getting the crappy clients. And I told him, okay, how can we fix this? Can we use ChatGPT to do it? Is there already a solution for that problem? So we're like brainstorming. And it's interesting because brainstorming at first, it seems that you won't go anywhere. It's, it seems like it's a waste of time. But in the end, we end up finding a really good problem to solve. And you'll see it in, in, a, in a minute. But John was saying, yeah, this would be good. I want to fix it. And I asked him, why don't you hire someone to do the sales for you? I mean, if they do it, they can even get a percentage from your, um, from your cut or something. And he was like, yeah, but then I need to find a person. Yeah, and you have to pay them. Yeah, but I don't want to pay them. And I was like, but wait, you don't want to pay them, but you don't want to do it yourself, but this is your biggest problem. So here you can already see that there's something that doesn't add up, right? Because this person is saying that there's a problem. There's a couple of solutions for this person, but they are not taking this solution. So who's to say that they will take this new solution that they're bringing? Unless you have a very good justification why your solution is much better than the current solutions, probably it's better not to invest too much in it. So that's something interesting with Joel, and I think with a lot of us as well, because we always try to avoid hiring. And I know that it's you need to really 
understand the tasks before hiring so that you know what to ask from the person you're hiring. But sometimes it's just better. Like what I've done with the community, hiring someone, even though I'm not making that much money, it's such, it's such so nice because I get to relax. I know someone competent is taking care of the events and the events are crucial for the community and now I can focus on other things. So now I, I want to introduce today's sponsor because it goes really in the same in the same line of this, which is something where actually João hired someone to help him. So it's it's contradicting what he's what he's doing with the sales problem. And uh, this is a sponsor that already sponsored this podcast before. Uh, this is actually the last slot we have, which is um, Yanis from uh, magicwebsitelab.com. And today we'll be speaking about the um, audit feature. So Yanis is a web designer, has a lot of experience as well with SEO and analyzing what works in a landing page, in a website, what doesn't. So, funny enough, João um, wanted to give a present to his father. His father has a business and has a website. And the website was slow and was not really intuitive. So João could have basically studied UI and like really taking the time to fully understand what was going wrong with um, with his father's website. But instead he said, no, let, let me hire a professional to do that for me. And he hired and he invested some money and he, he was really happy with the results. So basically Yanis has this audit feature where you can just go to magicwebsitelab.com, you go to audit and you can buy it. You can buy an audit for your website. It's actually not that expensive. I believe João paid around 70 bucks. Uh, I don't know about the prices right now. You, you could just go and check it out. But João is really, really happy. And um, I had a conversation with him about it. I had a conversation asking João what did he think about Yanis' work and the um, Magic Website Lab. So here is João describing the work that Yanis did for him and his opinion. He went through all the pages on the website. He pointed out everything in each page that could be improved. Uh, things about you know readability, user experience, uh, tips and tricks to increase conversion rate. Um, that's something also I have from my UX UI experience. Uh, that that's the kind of work I do also. But I wanted a second opinion, and I didn't have much time. So and I and I think he, he did a great job because I he, he did a, a written report. With all with actionable tips and stuff we we could my my dad could do right away, and also we recorded a one hour long video uh, with him going through all the web pages, uh, saying some some tips and tricks, um, also showing some stats on on page insights and Google Analytics and, thing, and stuff like that. So it it was it was great for seventy five euros. It was a great value. So here it is. The words of a happy customer. I have to say that Juan was not paid to do this. I'm the one getting the sponsorship. Is not. So he was a true client even before Yanis was a sponsor of this podcast. And this is a real feedback and real review from a real customer. And if you want to try magicwebsitelab.com, I do have a discount for you. If you use WB Podcast when acquiring your service it will give you 15% on all paid products. 
So this includes the audit, the templates, and all the awesome products that Yanis has in this website. So the links will be in the show notes of today's episode. You can just go there and use the WB podcast code to get the 15%. This is the end of today's sponsor section. As you can see, João was happy to pay for it, but he was clearly not happy to pay to solve the sales problem. So we thought, okay, maybe we should not focus on this. We should not focus in trying to solve this problem. And we kept on brainstorming. We kept on trying to think, what can we actually do with this awesome technology that that is GPT-3? So I don't know actually how we we came up to the solution. I think, yeah, I came with this idea of creating newsletters because I'm kind of doing that with the community. And I realized that GPT-3 is really good when summarizing stuff. Like I can summarize a lot of information into into something easy to read. And I also realized that ChatGPT already fixes a lot of problems. And well, it it will uh, not be free forever, but at the moment it's free. So I realized that if I really wanted to use GPT-3, I needed to connect it to a service, a service that you cannot easily access it by using the ChatGPT version. So that's private information or information that the ChatGPT does not have access to. For example, there is a new product on Product Hunt that allows you to generate documentation for your company and an easy way to search through that documentation using GPT-3. This is good because this documentation is not available on Google, therefore ChatGPT does not know about it, so you connect these two components and it makes a great product. So I was thinking and thinking, and I thought about podcasting, which is an audience that I know, right? Because I'm a podcaster myself, I understand the industry, I understand the problems, and I know a bunch of other podcasters, and we're just brainstorming. And again, at first, it seemed that we're, we're going nowhere. We were tired, it was late. But then I was thinking, wait, there's already great services to transcribe podcasts. And everyone always kept telling me, Tiago, you need to put the transcriptions on your podcast or episode pages because that's good for SEO. But I always, I never wanted to do this because the transcriptions, they are long, hard to read, and often they were not that good. But now, GPT-3 is able to process information like I've never seen anything like it before. So you can actually have a couple of errors and GPT-3 will be able to understand it. So I thought, let's connect a podcast, a transcription service, GPT-3, and make a podcast to blog service. That's great. And I quickly, I did a quick search, to be honest. I was really quick. So maybe there are already something like this. But at first I didn't find anything and I thought, okay, this is something that we can quickly get together and make a product in maybe a week and we can at least test it and see if people are excited about it. And we basically did. We just started. We used the same setup we did for the Indie Lottery. João worked on, on the design, the UI, made everything with Figma. I used React and Tailwind and bam, the product is already on the way and uh, it's almost working. Our first approach will be to just test with a few friends because we're sharing this idea already on Twitter, doing the building public approach, and people are really happy. They're like, okay, this is cool. This is a good idea. 
I, I could use that. I would pay for that. I was like, okay, maybe this is nice. Maybe this is a, a good problem to solve. And immediately a lot of similar use cases started to pop up. For instance, people that want to narrate their ideas and have a blog post. They do not need necessarily to have a podcast. But we started with only the podcast. And one cool thing about my partnership with Drone is the fact that he's also kind of a HTML, CSS developer. So I just make everything and put the components. Everything is ugly. I send it to him and he works on it. So it like really takes a lot of time from my hands. And I'm really happy. So what is the goal, you ask? We are going to release it this week. Get some feedback from uh, first users and see. If they say, Tiago, I'm, I'm going to pay for this. Perfect. Let's continue to the next phase, which is implementing a payment method. And then let's release it to the world. And we are going to see if we can actually make good money. If the growth is that growth that I'm looking for or not. And I'll narrate that to you as well, of course. If it doesn't work, I already have a couple of other ideas here that resulted from this brainstorming. And I'll test it the next week and the next week until something works. This is a new perspective in indie hacking again. It's a perspective that is, can be a little bit contraintuitive because a lot of people will tell you, you just need to keep pushing until your project works. But sometimes that's just not the right way. And a lot of makers had tremendous success with this approach of trying many things. Peter Levels, Tony Dean, I think Tony Dean, yeah, I think he tried a bunch of, he's always trying new things, right? Like super fast. Thibaut. So it, it's, and there's probably more than just not <laughs> remembering. Yeah, I, I'm super, super happy with this. And uh, I'll let you know how this goes. We have already found some challenges. The, the current challenge is that GPT-3 has a maximum amount of tokens, which means words that you can send to it. So now we are trying to find a way around it because, as you can imagine, a podcast with 60 minutes has a lot of words. As well, the transcription API that we are using, at the moment we are just using APIs, we might test train our own models to be cheaper in the future. But yeah, it's not super cheap, but it's it's also kind of okay. So I, we will spend some money. So it's not like the community or something where I basically spend no money with it to run it. We'll spend some money to generate the blog posts, but we just have to put some margin on top of that. And yeah, quite happy with this. Another project, another adventure, a new perspective in indie hacking. I already updated my guide, by the way. And I don't know if you remember, I have this step-by-step -step guide from everything I've learned from my interviews and my journey to help you quickly bootstrap an idea and have a bunch of steps that you can follow. Uh, and the guide is, um, you can pay for it, it's 15 bucks and it's a way to help me. So it will be also in the show notes. But yeah, new perspective. And speaking about new, new perspectives, let's go back to the indie lottery. Because I told you that it was something new and I was somehow reigniting the indie lottery, but in a way that you might not think, with a new perspective. And the idea came when I was having my WB coffee. So every week we get matched with another member of the community. We have a coffee chat. And I was chatting with James. And uh, we're just going back and forth and speaking about our projects and our lives. And I told him about the Indie Lottery. And he's an early fan. He always, I think he's still consuming the Indie Lottery every every day. Yay. 
every day. And he told me, why are you killing it? And I, I told the reasons I told you, basically, the main issue is that we cannot get traffic and I don't want to invest a lot of time in it. If I don't know, for sure I can, and can fix the problem. And he told me, well, if you are sure about it, why don't you sell it? And I was like, wow, that's, that's a good idea. Why don't I sell it? Why don't, at least I, I because this is something I, I'm proud of. Like the technology is good and the code is not terrible. The UI is great. Yeah, let's sell it. I know it's not making money, but there's a lot of things that are already working. The conversion is great. The business model is proven. People pay for it. So we just need to sell this to someone that already has the traffic and bam, it's it's a great way for them to make money. <laughs> and so therefore they'll be willing to pay for it. Of course, I'm not asking for a million or nothing obviously close. I was thinking maybe 5K, 6K, I don't know. Let's see. So my first um, idea was to approach competitors. So we have Unite, we have startups FYY, FIY, which are basically similar products. They're kind of, let's say, indie startup directories where you can find tools and everything. You you need, so it's uh, you need, um, I don't remember if it's .com, so I'll tell you later, but he has all, a lot of traffic. The, the maker that is doing it is always sharing on Twitter. He has a lot, a lot of traffic. And I was like, wow, first of all, I'm impressed. Amazing. All, all of it comes from SEO. Second of all, this is a great candidate. So I basically DM'd these two um, makers. And um, the maker from Startups FIY said that he was not interested at the moment. I was like, okay, perfect. No problem. And uh, the maker from uh, Unit said that uh, at first, so his name is Thomas, Thomas San Sanlis. I think he's French. At first, he was interested. I was like, yeah, Tiago, this might be good, but I, I don't really know what to do with it. Uh, and he does have a random tool as well in this product, which is not as advanced as the Indie Lottery, but it kind of goes in the same direction. And he thinks it's easier for me maybe to build it for myself. I don't really need to buy yours, but maybe we can work together. Maybe I can we can share the MRR. I was like, okay, that's also good. Uh, because if you solve the problem of getting traffic, then I we can work together. Why not? But yeah, I don't think anything will come up from this because, yeah, he's also not interested. He does not know how he can benefit from it. But I will just continue. I'll, I'll, I also sent an email to Betalist, but it didn't answer. I might send a couple of other DMs and emails. And... If no one answers or if I don't have a positive response, I will try this like micro choir type websites. There's so many. There's so many. So I'll just try and see. Uh, I'm curious about that. I'm curious to see if people are willing to buy this. And maybe this is even a, a, a good exit. So let's say the podcast thing doesn't work, but I sell it. <laughs> Why not? And at least I make a little bit of money that helps um, helps me and helps Juan to fuel the next months until we find the right thing. So yeah, I'm uh, very excited about this. Uh, again, it's it's I feel it's a more I'm getting more business like like my mindset is becoming it's shifting towards being more business oriented and less developer or oriented. That's what I feel. 
I, I'm, I feel more comfortable with, with doing sales. I feel more comfortable with kind of partnerships that have this win-win situation. And I think more about, in as I, I am a businessman, like with the perspective of a businessman. And of course, I have the technology technological background. I'm still building my products. But yeah, I think this is slowly shifting. And I, I think this is a good thing, I hope, for my entrepreneurial career. But yeah, that's basically everything I had to tell you. And um, with, with this, I end this episode, the episode of new perspectives that everything started with cold showers. I don't know if it really started with the cold showers, but it, it somehow uh, fits in everything perfect. So I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did enjoy it, then please make sure to share it with your friends and you can hit the follow button on Spotify and give a review. That would help me a lot. And uh, as you know, this week there will be a great interview with Dagobert. There will be a lot of things that you'll learn about the way he made his course. So that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to share that with you. And it took me a long time to edit. So it will be out Thursday or Friday. And then there'll be also my, I had my interview with Thibaut, the one that sold the company for uh, more than 10 million. And it's amazing. So I think you really enjoy that one too. And uh, I'm still in the process of editing that one, but we'll be out. So just keep listening to this podcast and you'll learn a lot um, because I'm learning a lot as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. Besides that, as you know, you can buy the merch, sponsor the podcast, become a member of the WB space, everything in the show notes. So you just have to go there and check it out. Or you can follow me at WB Tiago and send me a DM. I love always talking with you. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next time. Ooh, ah, 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 ooh, ooh, ah, ah. It's cold. <laughs>